0: Welcome to another episode of Insects for Dummies, where every Tuesday we talk about something six-legged. I'm your host, Mitchell Logan, and today we've got another Fall Time Flyer. You might have guessed it, but if not, today we are talking about the Monarch Butterfly. The Monarch is a member of the family Nymphalidae. And the Latin name is Danaeus plexippus, which literally translates to the sleepy transformer. Depending on where you live, you'll see them at different times of the year. But for us Northeast natives, these are typically seen flying through the summer and fall. This butterfly is native to America, with two separate populations. One is from the east, and one is from the west. Both populations of monarchs start up north, in southern Canada, and migrate down during the months of September and October, but it is mostly the eastern monarchs that make it all the way to Mexico. The western population doesn't have to travel as far, and finds winter salvage across the coast of California down into Arizona. This migration is a hallmark for the butterfly and one of the major reasons it has garnered so much attention over the years. Monarchs have a truly extraordinary ability to migrate. And truly, no other butterfly in the world can compare. Many butterflies will emigrate by changing locations to follow their food. This is done through successive generations. For example, one generation of butterflies might start further north. But as the weather shifts, the butterflies also shift following the available food, until the 6th generation ends up down in Florida, or something like that. The monarchs do something much more incredible. And here's why. The butterflies that fly south to Mexico in the winter do this in one generation. Actually, the monarchs we see flying around in fall are the same ones that begin the journey back north in the following spring. That's actually insane. Another incredible fact is that these monarchs will return to the same trees as the previous fall time flyers. There's something in their DNA which has pre-programmed the coordinates to where they will go. These Fall Monarchs are literally and figuratively built different from their summer flying parents, and they have to be, in order to make that long journey. Monarchs that emerge from chrysalids in September won't mate until they reach their final destination, and they stay in clusters as they migrate south. These Fall Time Flyers stay airborne for 4-6 to hours during the day, and then in the evening, they feed and rest all huddled together. They also have very unique flight behavior compared to others. They not only stay grouped like a flock of birds, but they change their altitude depending on the time of day. And this is to receive more body heat. In the early mornings, they stay low to the ground, and as the temperature rises, so do they. They have a very similar flight behavior to hawks, actually and they follow thermals, which are air currents created by warmer temperatures. These thermals allow the monarch to glide and conserve lots of energy. For example, a monarch with 140 milligrams of fat can last 44 hours while flapping, but if using thermals, it can last over 1000 hours. This is how they are able to conserve the energy needed to make it nearly 3000 miles. They aren't starved for food either, In fact, these migratory monarchs actually gain weight by feeding on flowers as they journey south. So far we've covered a lot of ground talking about the butterflies, but now I want to shift focus to the caterpillars, because there are some cool things to note with them as well. Monarch caterpillars will only feed on milkweed plants until around the 5th instar, or their final molt of being a caterpillar. It is possible to feed monarch caterpillars pumpkin, cucumber, and other plants in the cucurbitaceae, or gourd family, but this is typically only possible if your caterpillars are close to making their chrysalids. The milkweed caterpillars feed on actually gives them poison, and helps protect them because if predators eat one, they get sick, and likely will not strike another. Monarch caterpillars along with many other species also exhibit aggression towards each other, if resources are running low. The final instar of a monarch can eat an entire leaf of milkweed in 5 minutes. And that's talking about the standard milkweed plant, which actually has a pretty big leaf. There are many varieties of milkweed, with some having leaves a sliver of the size. And I've seen a single caterpillar clean out a small plant of tropical milkweed within one morning. If food gets low, the caterpillars will headbutt each other and actually try to toss each other aside to fight for food. The caterpillar stage is the pinnacle of their growth, and each caterpillar needs as much food as possible. If caterpillars are limited, it not only slows their growth, but it also stunts their size as a butterfly and their reproductive capacity. Unfortunately, in recent years the populations of roosting monarchs have been declining, to the point where they are now considered endangered. Some say the reported butterfly numbers are purely an estimate, and that quite possibly they could be finding new places to roost outside of where we know. Others will say the decline is very real, and the results come from loss of habitat and host plants. Every year butterflies are counted in Mexico's Monarch Butterfly Biosphere Reserve. This reserve has around 56,000 hectares, which is about 140,000 acres. The butterflies do not use all of this of course, and occupy a much smaller range. The most hectares occupied as far as we know was 18, and that was back in 1996. The lowest ever recorded was 0.67 hectares, and that was in 2013. This past year, the butterflies occupied 2.84 hectares, which is a 35% increase from 2021. However, the hectare usage in general is still much lower than was previously, which is why the monarchs are now classified as endangered. The trend is downward, but maybe we can turn it around. Currently, the most notable causes for decline are global warming and loss of milkweed. But fortunately, Many people seem to love the monarch butterfly, and are scared their magic will be lost forever. You can actually help contribute by planting milkweed in your gardens and other flowering plants that monarchs love, such as butterfly bush, cosmos, zinnias, and phlox. Milkweed is definitely the most important though, because this is the only plant they will lay eggs on. This concludes this week's episode on Monarch Butterflies. If you enjoyed today's episode and or are enjoying the show, please make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. It really helps. Actually, I just noticed a new five-star review recently, and I just want to say thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and it really helps get this podcast in front of more people that are interested in insects. Next week, we'll be talking about another famous fall-time insect and I hope you're just as excited as I am. If you have a specific insect that you want to learn more about and you haven't heard it yet on the show, definitely let me know at insectsfordummies at gmail.com. I take listener submissions, and I will definitely check it out. You can also check out the IG page at insects4dummies, which is where I drop images of the insects we talk about every week, along with a little bit of information.